Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. All right, so we're on a series in the resurrection. And, you know, the resurrection means this changes everything. This changes, changes everything. everything. What's the I'm most telling you. Uh, powerful kind of um, historical event that you well, think Well, I talked about everything. the light bulb last week, but this week we're talking about the flight, the airplane. Yeah, the Wright yeah. brothers. Yeah. So the Wright brothers, their father, he was a bishop in the, in the church, Bishop Wright. And, you know, they were having a conference, all these speakers, all these national speakers. Oh, we're back. But uh, you guys can't see that picture. But anyway, something happened. Uh, so the Wright brothers, had, if you look at the back, there's a picture on the back wall. There you go. You see that picture back? There you go. So that's the Wright brothers with flight, right? So with the Wright brothers, their dad was a bishop in the church. He was at a pastor's conference, and a guy stood up, and he started to preach about the future and talked about he sees a day when man will be able to fly and will be able to take the gospel around the world through flight and all these things. And their dad, you know, the bishop, he got up, and he said, that was rubbish. He says, if God wanted man to fly, he'd have given us wings. That's rubbish. He says, only angels can fly. That's what the Bible says. And he said, it's, he shouted out, it's heresy. He said, it's heresy. Whoa. But he didn't even know his, his kids were back home jumping off of hay bales going, whoa. <laughs> Isn't that the way God Isn't works? It, it was his very, his very kids. children were the his ones kids, who, you know, kind you know, of engineer flight. You're going to have to eat these words, Papa. <laughs> so everything changed and everything shifted right there. So uh, let's make sure I'm on the right side. There I am. All right, Romans chapter 4. Last week we talked about Romans chapter 4. It says, uh, Jesus who delivered, it was delivered up because of our offenses, was raised up because of our being declared righteous. Yeah. He was raised up because of our being declared righteous. Past tense. The reason Jesus was raised is every single sin, every offense, everything that was not the righteousness of God, everything that was not the nature of God himself was obliterated. Past, present, and future, it was eliminated from being on you. I mean, he took it. He took sin for every generation, every person, all time. Even the sin you're going to commit. I know a that's such later a hard on. concept. It's to hard get in your it? head. But later today, you might. You no, know, if sin. I yell at you later today, and it's probably you know. But not if really I deserved it, is it really sin? That's I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that 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 offering that that sacrifice paid for everything for all time. It did. You yeah. know, so that's where we just say thank you, and it's and so yet we're we're so caught up in this. Uh, cycle of uh you know oh i did a bad thing i gotta Repent. crawl back into god's righteousness like i fell mm -hmm. you know and you you know that's what paul said in galatians he says you can't fall from grace yeah like that's what he's Who saying he says, you, oh, anybody who's galatians. trying to teach you that that your salvation is frail that's rubbish that's right come on you know so god is able to keep you and the, the resurrection is frail. the resurrection is the proof yeah the resurrection is the proof because jesus could not be raised if every sin had not been dealt with yeah. He'd still have to stay in that tomb. Jesus paid for sin once and for all, for all time. Yeah. Including tomorrow and next week and the week after that. Yeah. Jesus died for the sin of all time. Man. But, it, but here's what it says. You go to the, the, the Passion Translation, Brian Simmons' great translation, Romans 4.25, the Passion Translation. Jesus was handed over to be crucified for the forgiveness of our sins. So are your sins forgiven? Yes. Jesus was crucified, right? How do we know every sin was taken care of? It says, and he was raised back to life to prove that he's made us right with God. Isn't that crazy? 
him, if you say, oh, I'm not right with God, there's some days I'm not, you're actually looking into the scripture, which is a mirror that you can look into, and you're saying, God didn't do that for me. Now, the devil will accuse you of that. Yeah. The devil will say it didn't work or for you. Friends. The devil will, or your friends, or your, your, enemies. your good friends, or, or, or bad theologians, poor teachers, they'll do that. He was, it was right there. He was raised back to prove that he made us right with God. How many people are here made right with God? You, know, you should have your hand up big and bold and big and strong. Amen. Because you know what? Is Jesus raised? Yes. That's why we talked about the fact of resurrection. If it, we need to know that that's really a fact. If his resurrection makes me righteous, I need to know that that's a fact. True. And you need to know that he's alive. When you know that he's alive, and if you want the facts, go back and listen last week, he's alive. It has to be a fixed truth in your head and Boom. your heart. Fixed. Done. Yeah. Done. Mm -hmm. So if he's alive, I am Forgiven and right. And righteous. Yeah. I am the righteousness of God in, in Christ. Christ Jesus. All right, so we want to move on to the face of resurrection today. So we're going to talk about the face of resurrection. So we're fully forgiven. Acts chapter 4.33 says, With great power, the apostles gave witness, witness to, the, to resurrection. the resurrection. I mean, that was a strong message in the early church. In fact, they were persecuted and, and arrested because they talked about the resurrection of Jesus. So the resurrection is a big part of the message. They gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them all central message That's a crazy to message, the early church. Though. Could hey? you imagine Jesus is raised? He is raised. I know, but I'm just imagining why people got so upset about the whole thing because it's like just a crazy truth. Because they didn't believe he said who he said he was. Yeah. So and they're the ones who you know crucified him. So they're like, this is not a good story. But thank God he's raised. Amen. Mm, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. So I'm going to talk about some passages in the Old Covenant, but I want to read this to you first. Uh, these are a shadow of things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. These are shadows. That's really important to remember. Very important. <laughs> because in Colossians, he talks about, he's talking about the law. He's talking about the traditions of the washings, the cleansings, the feasts, and all these things. So these are shadows of the reality. Now, shadows are awesome. Because if there's a shadow of something you love, you know you're close to it. But that's not it. So worshiping the shadow is like going to Disneyland, dancing around the sign, and going home. Because <laughs> if you saw the sign, you know, we're here. What do you do when you get there? Park the car and go enjoy yourself. That's right. There's a lot of people dancing around the shadow. The shadow, the shadow. Oh, the shadow. Oh, the, sh the shadow is there to point you to reality. The shadow was there because there's substantial things there. Mm -hmm. You only have a shadow because something substantial and real is there. Therefore, you have to understand the shadow points to Jesus. Yeah. Sadly, some people elevate shadows over the reality. Jesus said strange. all of the Old Testament prophets and it all, talked about, all talked about him and led to him. Boom. So he's talking about that. So all these special days, the foods, the sacrifice, all that stuff is fulfilled in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, all about the resurrection. It says, but now Christ is risen from the dead, and he's become the first fruit. Say first fruits. First fruits. He's, it's not a word you use every day unless maybe <laughs> I never you're a use farmer, that word. but you know, use that in a sentence this week just for fun. What's the name of your cologne? First, first fruits. First fruits. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. First fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And for since by man came death, by man also, also came, came resurrection from the dead. By man came death, by man came resurrection. One man blew it. It had to be a man who got it back. Yeah. That's why Jesus came as a man. So Jesus got it all back. It says, for as in Adam all, all die. Died. Say all die. All died. All die. Every single person. The wages Declared of sin is death. death every, but the free gift of God is eternal life. A lot of people got the... Uh, Romans 3.23, the wages of sin is death, but they forget verse 24, the free gift of, of God is justification Amen. and eternal life. 
True that. They all get stuck on 23. How was so bad negative all 23 the time. was said it's to weird. get you to 24. That's right. Don't stick on 23. Embrace the free gift. Come on. The free gift of salvation Preach, in Christ Pastor Jesus. Carl. Come on. So all have died. Even so, even so, how, all in Adam. They're all sinners. You're all dead, doomed, and dominated because you're in Adam. Even so, listen to this. You ready? All shall be made alive. Yeah. Does that frighten you a little bit? Nope. Does that bother you at all? No. Because it says all have been identified in Adam, death, all have been identified in Christ, made alive. Mm -hmm. Every person, every human being. That's, that's, that's wow. I know. But each one of us, but each one in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward those who are in Christ that is coming, that, and then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom of God to his Father, and he puts an end to all rule, all authority, and all power, for he must reign. What's he doing now? He's reigning. He's reigning. He's reigning in and through us. His kingdom's being manifest in us. He is reigning until he's put every enemy under his feet, and the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Death. Because there's going to be some of us around, and we're going to be raised you know, before we hit the grave. The dead in Christ get raised, but then those who are alive, dead. He's going to conquer death once. He's already conquered it, but he's going to manifest that for all of humanity when he comes again. Isn't that good stuff? Amen. Isn't that good stuff? Psalm 89, 15, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are people who know the joyful sound, who understand and appreciate the spiritual blessing symbolized by the feast. They walk, oh Lord, they walk in the light and the favor of your countenance. So this is a verse that talks about the feast, the Passover, Pentecost, tabernacles, and all the feasts you inside love of all those about feasts. feasts. I love feasts because I, I enjoy them. I love buffets. I, buff, I buffet my body I've never daily. been a buffet again, actually. I know we, some people say they'll never do a buffet again, but I'm believing for a day when <laughs> buffets are back on the table. Amen? All right. Somehow. Anyways, Jesus. feast story. So feast. But, but look at it. It says, people who understand the significance of the feast, people who understand the spiritual blessing in the feast, they walk in the favor of God. True. See, and the feasts are there to proclaim something significant about Jesus. They all point to Jesus. And so there's all these feasts. And even the resurrection is all around the week of Passover. And in Passover, there were the, there were the feasts the and the Passover. Feast. So the Passover feast is where Jesus was crucified during the Passover feast. So we want to talk about the feast of first fruits, though. In Leviticus first 23, first fruits. Leviticus 23, 10 to 11, 14 says, When you come to the land in which the Lord will give you and you reap a harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first, first fruits, fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted on your behalf on, that, on the day after the Sabbath. The priest shall wave it. Say, after the Sabbath. After the Sabbath. See, Jesus was crucified during the Passover week. And you see, he was in the grave on the Sabbath. On the Saturday, he was in the grave. And he was raised on the Sunday, the first day of the week. That's why we as believers don't do Sabbaths. We do church on the first day of the week because we honor the resurrection. Amen. See, so the day after the Sabbath is when Jesus was raised. And that was the day of, in the feast, that was the feast of, Jesus was raised from the dead on the, on the feast of first fruits. Why? Because first Jesus is the, the first, first fruits. Fruit. And that's why Paul said it, Romans says that yeah. Jesus is the first fruits. He is the first one made alive of many brethren. Mm -hmm. But the first fruits have to be brought to the priest. And you see, on this very day, on the very day, on the very day that Jesus was being raised from the dead, right then the priest was waving in the temple the sheaves. The feast was going on. So at the same time that the priests were waving the sheaves in that, that whole feast period, at that same time, the sheaf, Jesus, was being raised from the dead, and he ascended that day to the presence of his father. Amen. 
And he was the first fruits that day. And he absolutely fulfilled that feast. So good. I so mean, crazy so how good. you can have all these types and shadows in the Old Testament yeah. that point to something and that Jesus fulfills them all. Yeah. I just love how God likes patterns and he, he likes patterns. to prove things and stuff like that. Yeah, like the priest would have been taking the blood of the lamb to go before the mercy seat. And as he did that day, when Jesus in said it is finished, I mean, the priest was literally going in to take the blood of the lamb to the mercy seat. And on that Jesus. day, from top to bottom, the veil was rent. I mean, that priest had to have had a hemorrhage, just like, whoa, what the heck's going on? Yeah. But they were really practicing the feast. But the reality was taking place right yeah. there outside town. And it's you know, the they same knew with that the all through the Old Testament. Through. They, they talked about it. It was in the laws. They practiced all those things. And yet they failed to see it when Jesus came. That's why I said, blessed are those who understand stand. the message. Yeah. There's people practicing the feast, but the reality was taking place and they never saw and it. And they missed it. They never saw it. People get wrapped up in, in religion today and they don't understand that Jesus in is alive and well in your life. performance and practice instead of the person. Performance, practice, nonsense, and they miss him. Yeah, miss the they person miss altogether. But you're blessed when you understand the spiritual significance and you embrace it. So there's in Leviticus. There it is. It says, so you cannot eat. It says, you cannot eat your bread your parched grain until the same day that you've brought the offering to God. It is a statute forever throughout your generations and in all dwellings. You don't get to experience the blessing of God. You don't get to experience the harvest until he gets the first fruits. That's got to happen. Yeah. So Jesus, the first fruits, God had to breathe. The Father had to experience the resurrection. The Father had to experience that God had had to enjoy the resurrected Christ. The God-man raised from the dead. Yeah. The resurrection had to be enjoyed by the Father before the whole harvest could be manifest. Wow. So I that's what why. kind of reunion that was. That would be amazing. I, I, like, yeah, I would love I mean, love Jesus is sending the Father. He comes into the throne place. room of heaven, and he yeah. stands there. And I mean, these sheaves, all these Passover feasts, all of it was types. But here's the reality coming before the Father all going, we did Christ. it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's raised by the Spirit. I mean, he stands with the Father, and the Godhead is rejoicing. We've redeemed humanity. Yeah. We have a family who are in a relationship with us. We cut a covenant with ourselves, and now we get to bring everybody in. Yeah. Do you get it? God cut a deal with God. We made a deal in my blood that everyone is saved. Everyone is brought into a relationship with me. Jesus did it absolutely. One man all became sinners. One man all were made righteous. Scary stuff. Might have done a little two-step. Sorry? Might have done a little two-step I think there. they might have been a little excited right yeah. there. Might have been a few high fives, a few fist bumps. I mean, all of heaven. All of creation, all, all of the creation. cosmos would have known you know, that took place. But you know, in Psalm 110, it's him ascending, and when he's going up, and some people think, well, he ascended. Didn't he ascend 40 days later? This was the first ascension. He had to go to the Father first. He had to go up. And you see, remember the earthquake? And a lot of other people, so it says some saints Father, and other people saints were raised. Family I mean, walking around. when his resurrected, because it doesn't say bring the sheaf, Who it says this? bring the sheaves. So, I mean, amongst that first fruit, there was a bunch of others who got so impacted by the resurrection, they went with them. And in Psalm 110, says, who is this who's coming? Who is this who's advancing towards the gates of heaven? Yeah. You know, because Jesus left. He didn't look like what he was coming as. And suddenly, here comes crazy. Jesus, you know, Mach 5, hair blazing. Woo! <laughs> and the angels are like, what's going on? Who's coming? Who is this? Who's, and it says, the Lord, oh, mighty in battle. The Lord, mighty in battle. The King of glory. Hallelujah. That really happened. All of heaven must have looked like. Just boom. Yeah. 
And that happened on the day of first fruits. Yeah. That's what happened on the day of first fruits. Such an incredible, incredible stuff. So Jesus was raised on the 17th day of Nisan. On the Jewish calendar, it's the 17th day of Nisan. Say 17. 17. Now, I don't know what it was, but it was a few a, Wednesday nights few ago. A few Wednesday nights ago. I actually had a dream, and, and in the dream, the Lord kept saying to me, 17. 17. You remember that, Joey? Yeah, I do remember that. 17. That I said, man, I don't know what that's the about. Word. But I, you know, I was, I'm so disturbed by so many people who have an unhappy ending. So many people who think that you know, God's not going to win big in the end. See, I have a very happy ending to history. Amen. I have the glory of the Lord filling all the earth. Come on. I have a harvest. I see many souls coming into the kingdom. Well, my, my eschatology has a really happy ending, and I was really disturbed about that. And as I went to sleep, and I was like, what's going on? And, and I woke up that morning, and I said to Cheryl, 17. I don't even know why, but 17. And Cheryl looked it up, and 17 means a total victory. Mm-hmm. It, mean, it means absolute Overcoming. full. What's that? Overcoming the enemy Overcoming the victory. enemy and total victory. That's yeah. what 17 means. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Yes. And all these people were sad, and they had, you know, political hangovers and all kinds of nonsense. But I'm telling you, God said to me, 17. Bad says, you're going to overcome. Hangovers. You're going to overcome all your enemies. You're going to overcome all these things. You're going to have total and complete victory. Amen. See, in my end, it's a God victorious. It's a church glorious. It's a wonderful demonstration Amen. of His Is that right, Daryl? Yes! All right, sorry, I got excited. Wow. Sorry, sorry about that. All right, so Jesus, you know what else happened on the 17th day of Nisan? On the 17th day of Nisan is first fruits, but the 17th day of Nisan is the day that the ark rested on the new land, on that new creation, on that, that new land. The ark came to rest on the 17th day of Nisan, and a new creation, a new life began through, through Noah and his family. On the 17th day of Nisan, it's when they passed over the Red Sea and they came into the new land and all their enemies were destroyed. That was the 17th day of Nisan. On the 17th day of Nisan, all your enemies are destroyed. On the 17th day of Nisan, you experience new life and new creation. Mm-hmm. On the 17th day of Nisan is also the when they, the manna stopped and they were in the new land. On the 17th day of Nisan, you enjoyed resurrection life. You enjoyed newness of life where the seed goes into the ground and it dies and you have harvest. No longer did you get manna from heaven. You partnered with a miracle and seeds True. went into the ground and they were manifesting life. So how does this work? We put the seed in. We just leave it there, and it dies in the soil, and then all of a sudden, it comes resurrected and multiplies? Yes, it's all a sign of resurrection. On the 17th day, you walk into partnering in the miraculous with God, the 17th day of Nisan. In the 17th day of Nisan, that's when Esther went into the king. It's the whole, whole Passover time. Esther, on the 17th day of Nisan, she went in before the king, and she touched his scepter, and the, the, Israel, or the Jewish people were delivered from the plot of the enemy, of Haman. and they had absolute victory over Haman and all those things. 17 means absolute total victory. victory. All things enemy. are being restored, overcoming your enemy. So this is a big deal. In John 20, verse 1, it says, Now it was the first day, and the first fruits, and it says, And Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. Let me see, did I miss one? I didn't nope. miss one. All right, I'm good. Okay. First day, Mary Magdalene, she comes to the tomb while it's still dark. She came while it's still dark. She was the first one there. She came while it was still dark. Which means she, she probably saw. never slept. Yeah, I doubt it. It had to have been a pretty yeah. devastating weekend for them. Yeah, and she's just so concerned about, you know, Jesus, his body. It didn't look good when we like left him in the tomb. He changed her whole life. Whole and life. now the guy who changed my whole life He's is gone. gone. I wouldn't sleep. I'd be so devastated. So devastated. Mm-hmm. So she goes there. When it's dark, she comes to the tomb. In uh, Luke chapter 8, it talks about her. Mary Magdalene says there were seven demons cast out of her. Some people say, oh, maybe she was a prostitute, or maybe she was this, or maybe she was that. It really doesn't say that anywhere. It actually puts her together with Cousin Herod Stude, Susanna, and, and several other very wealthy women, it says, who 
followed Jesus. She was grateful that she had seven demons cast out of her, but she became somebody who supported his ministry. Mm -hmm. they, they took care of honored his ministry. So here's Mary, verse 11 of John 20. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. Peter and John, they caught up because she told them that he's gone. They came and looked and then they left, but she stayed. Mary stayed. Mary remained. Mm -hmm. Mary stayed. She stood outside the tomb weeping and she wept there and she stooped down and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels sitting there in the tomb at the head and one at the feet of the body where Jesus had been. Then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they've taken away, away my, my Lord. And now I don't know where they've laid him. Don't know where they've laid him. Taking away my Lord. That word is curios. That means they've taken my king. Mm -hmm. That's the same word they use for Caesar is Lord. Caesar is curious. They said, somebody has taken away my king. Mm -hmm. Somebody took my Lord, and I don't know where they, they have laid, laid him. him. Now, when she was said this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there, did not know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She supposed him to be the gardener. I think this is really awesome. She supposed him to be the gardener, and she said to him, sir, have you carried away my, my Lord, tell me, where have you laid him, and I will take him away. You know, Adam was a gardener, and he blew it. Yep. But the risen Christ is a gardener who's going to make all things Amen. new. Come on. And see, I just thought it was interesting. I saw gardener. I said, that's interesting, eh? And we, we were called to tend all the things, to tend the earth, to take care of things. And Adam blew it, and war, and sin, and all this nonsense came in. But Jesus came, and he's restored everything. In Adam, everything became a mess. In Jesus, everything, everything has been made right. right. Everything, everything has been made right. We've got such an amazing message, folks. Such an amazing message. Revelation 22, 2 and 3, in either side of the river, the tree of life, and the 12 kinds of fruit, producing fruit each month. The leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be there anymore. That's Jesus. That's the gardener setting all things right, making all things new. So back to Mary and her story. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to Mary, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. And Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not ascended yet to my father. Mm -hmm. Do not cling to me. And she so, didn't recognize him until he said her name. Right? Mary, isn't that yeah. great? Yeah, Isn't it great that the resurrected name. Christ knows your name? I know. He, 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 still, he still knows, knows, knows name. your name. He still knows my name. Yeah. Mary! Yeah. I love that. So, so there it is. Jesus, uh, Mary, she turns around where Bo and I says, listen, don't cling to me. I've not ascended my father, but go tell my brethren. I am ascending. I love this. I'm ascending to my father and to your, your father. father. Isn't that great? To Jesus my God is going to, to his father and to your father. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's not just his father. It's not like he's got a unique connection. He says, it's my father and your father. And I love that Jesus George. anticipates Mary's probably movement toward yes. him. Don't cling to me. I haven't gone to my father yet. Hold on. Because it would yeah. be very, you know, I would imagine Mary just wanted to run oh, on his feet. Oh, man, you're alive. Can him. you yeah. believe it? This yeah. is you. You're alive. You're not dead. I mean, she's probably overwhelmed, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus was, was very careful. John 4, 17, 4, I have finished the work he gave me to do. Jesus was very careful. Even on the cross, it says to fulfill scripture, he said, I thirst. Mm -hmm. So he's there on the cross thinking about, have I covered everything? Did I keep every appointment? Did I fulfill every part of the law? Did I fulfill every aspect of the feast? Because he had to fulfill all righteousness. He had to do it all. Yeah. He didn't have to die for all of your sin. He also had to live absolutely, totally righteous and fulfill every word spoken over him. Now, this is the completeness. I mean, the fullness of all of that. So Jesus is the first fruits. Who gets to experience the first fruits first? God. Who gets to experience the first fruits first? Who, in the, in the law, who, before anybody else touches a thing, who gets to experience the first fruits first? The Father. 
Who got to experience Jesus first? Mary. Mary. Isn't that crazy? That's... Don't cling to me. Don't... This is just a quick drive-by, Mary. Because I haven't gone to the Father yet. Because the Father gets to experience the first freshness of resurrection life. Mm. But Mary, when I was headed up, I saw you. And he knew what she was going through. I saw you weeping. Yeah. I saw you staring in the empty tomb. I saw your brokenness. And I said, Father, hang tight. I'm going to do a drive-by for Mary. Yeah, that's really I'm crazy. just going to pop in a second for Mary. I shared all of the feasts and all of that stuff and all of that, but I want to bring it all the way back to this personal story. Here's a wrecked person. Here's a person who this is one person who spoke to me in a way that he changed my whole identity. As a woman, I've been despised, treated like garbage all my life. And, and here is someone who finally elevated me to a place where I feel like a real person with him. Yeah. He changed my whole world. I was demon-possessed. I had seven demons in me. My life was tormented and a mess. Jesus totally set me free. I'll never be the same because of my encounter with Jesus. And now the person who changed my status, my life, everything I am. Am I going to go back to that nonsense? Will we go back to the old patterns of, of despising people and marginalizing people? Is that what I've got to go back to? Where is my Jesus? Where is my King? And Jesus says, Father, if you don't mind, I just got to stop. I'm going to do a drive-by for Mary. And have a conversation. I don't know about you, but wow, that just wrecks me. You know what that tells me? Like Jesus could have gone anywhere. Like, you know, um, he could have gone to Peter or John, you know, the one he loved, as John says. But yeah. he, went, he stopped with Mary. He did. Yeah. And I don't even know, was, I don't even know he's allowed to do that. Yeah. You know, I, Well, I, Jesus I, did a few things he wasn't allowed to do. He did. Cause, you know, because yeah. he, he healed the Syrophoenician woman. Yeah, because he said, child. it's not my time it's yet. It's not I my can't time. Do that. I can't do that. And he yet spoke she to the said, Samaritan woman at the well. Yeah. And then um, said, even when the Mary, dogs get the crumbs. Yeah, and then at the wedding of Cana, yeah, he says, mom, not my time yet. His mom, he says, woman, why are you bothering? It's not time yet. So Jesus was a bit of a rule breaker. He was a bit of but a rule breaker. But he kept the proper rules. And what's amazing the is, ones is that, that, were was, important. that was, those, in those situations, those were all women who came to him and, and asked him, and there's something about Jesus that the marginalized in society, the lepers, the broken, the even, poor, even Zacchaeus, the, women. the tax collectors, the people that society discards and throws away, there's something about Jesus that said, come to me. Uh, sometimes I think we forget how radical it is Jesus' interactions with women. Because mm -hmm. in a Jewish mindset, it was so entrenched in culture. Like some, the rabbis would say, the birth of a daughter is a loss. Whoever teaches a daughter the Torah teaches her lasciviousness. Man's wickedness is better than woman's goodness. You know, a woman's voice is nakedness and may not speak with her. A man may sell his daughter, but a woman may not sell her daughter. A woman's wisdom is solely in the spindle. So the only thing she knows how to do is, you know, Make spin. Clothes. Yeah. Blessed are you, O God and King, who has not made me a Gentile slave or a woman. And these are the sayings of a rabbi. That's how entrenched that's that kind of the, marginalization, sexism, yeah. and everything was rampant in that's Jesus' a part day. Of the, that's a part of the Jewish morning blessing. Thank yeah. God I'm not a Gentile or a woman. Yeah. Like you wake up, say that every day. Mm -hmm. Like live in that culture and how marginalized are you? And I just think it's amazing. You know what? What does it tell me? And what should it tell you? That whatever the world has done for you or whatever's been tried to put on you, whatever Jesus mold the world has tried to shape you with, it's rubbish. 
Yeah. Rubbish is my new favorite word. I don't know. Rubbish. Rubbish. Mm-hmm. And you Jesus know, welcomes you. He does. And yeah. this, this, this conversation with Mary tells everybody who's ever experienced brokenness. You feel like I was doing good and maybe it's been taken from me. No way. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. God is going to see it through for or you. Or that I'm so much of an outcast, I'll end up going back to that. Or you think that, well, I'm going to, I might get back in, but I'll be, you know, on the B team. Or, you know, I'll be in the C squad. That's, that's absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, you are a child of God. He loves you. He's your Lord and he's nuts about you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's going to do drive-by blessings. He's going to, every time he sees you in a bad spot, he's got time for you. Mm-hmm. In he fact, knows he's invading name. it. He knows your name. Yeah. He's invading that situation. Mm-hmm. He's manifesting his goodness and his Amen. love for Come you. On. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's why the fact of resurrection is if he's raised, you are the righteous mm-hmm. of God. But the face of resurrection is complete compassion, love. Yeah. I mean, unending, undeserved love, grace, and mercy from God. The face of resurrection is beautiful. Individual. Every single Not individual. Not just a special group. Yeah, the face everyone. of resurrection is absolute acceptance yeah. in every single way. He welcomes you. And there's so much. I mean, there's nothing. And he knows Jesus your name. Will. He knows your name. That's so crazy. It is so crazy. The God of the universe knows me in particular. Absolutely knows us all. I'm particularly known by the God of heaven. That's a good thought. I love that. Jesus, with Jesus, justice is a big deal. With Jesus, there's room for the marginalized. With Jesus, those who are discriminated, you know, he he said, Dad, hang tight. Mm -hmm. Hang on. I I just, for me, I, I, I don't know if you know, but I was smitten by that thought of the Jesus who... All these types, all these things, all of that is so important. But it's not more important than people. The person. It's not more important than the person in front of you. And, and that's when we so elevate, important for us yeah. to know. You know, in our culture, we, we elevate our principles above our people. principles, our religious systems. We'll, 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 we'll raise up standards that marginalize the broken. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder, you know, why people don't care about coming to church. How many times you heard, the, you know, I'd come, but I've been hurt by church. You know, it's true. Some people have been hurt by church. And you know what motivated Jesus? His undying, selfless love for Mary. Yeah. And that, that's the only principle, that's the only thing that should motivate us as And then when love. he got to the father, the father said, what was the deal stopping there for that lady? What I was the deal that with that? Woman. You were late. And the father said, hey, good on you for that yeah, Mary thing. That was awesome. Good job. You know what, Mary, if you're here today, Mary, Mary, if you're in the room right now and you feel like you've missed it, you feel like you're marginalized, you feel like... It doesn't matter for you. I want you to know Mary. He's right there. Mm -hmm. The face of the resurrected Christ is eye to eye with you right now. And he's saying, I love you with an everlasting love. Yeah, come on. You'll never experience separation from me. Mm -hmm. Amen. Come on. And then he'll come to us in our brokenness. She was broken. I love that. that. Mm -hmm. Come on. I'm going to stand up. Why don't you stand up with me? Come on. Amen. Well, Father, we love you. We bless you. Thank I want you, you to know after service, when I finish in prayer, there is next steps is going on. Our next step class happens every Sunday. Doors. And if you're new here or you've never been to next steps or your first time here today, if you go to next steps, we're going to give you amazing snacks that have been left out like forever. And no, I mean, they're fresh, they're packaged. They've, they've been left so that everything's safe over there, but we got drinks and just a little feast set aside for you. And uh, we just want to keep you for 10, 15 minutes at the very just most. Just give you an opportunity just, to know yeah. who we are, get to know, know who you are, how Do you can get stuff. plugged in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because we want you to know You can know jump that. in any week. You don't you have can. to wait till week one. You don't have one. to. Yeah. And if you can't make it this week, you should. You should go right now. You should mm-hmm. be there. But if you can't do it this week, next week, just remember, give us a few minutes after service because we want you to get to know us better and we want to get to know you better because we want to use you. And if you're watching <laughs> online, you know, and you want to kind of see some you faces of your brothers yeah. and sisters, go to the All Access There's button. All we access. have an online Zoom online lobby. Zoom lobby. But you can also <laughs> online, online, you can go to Next Steps as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a Zoom connection for Next Steps. So even if you're online, never watched this before or wonder what we're about, you can go to Next Steps on Zoom and there's people there ready to yeah. meet with you. All right. We also in-house, we got lines over here. The Put yellow yourself line. on the yellow line. A couple people go on that line. You can get prayer today in the house. <laughs> distance all this stuff how many are so glad the stuff is coming to a rapid end amen amen we put an end to the stuff we declare the name seven number 17 over all the stuff amen. Come I think on. that's why jesus gave me that number 17 i tell you complete victory over all your enemies man we're in an amazing transition we're going to a bigger barn we're buying property we're building bigger barns we're buying properties all over southwestern ontario we're going to invade the world with the goodness of god that's what we're doing one step at a time, but it's happening. So very, very good. Listen, let's just bow our heads. All the believers were praying. We're Amen. all praying. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, if you're here today and you're going, wow, you know, Jesus did that for Mary, and you know what? He'd do that for you. He's no respecter of persons. And you're here today because there's a drive-by face-to-face for you. God Amen. Almighty brought you here on purpose, and he wants to encounter you. And if you've never said, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior, but you'd love to do that today, I just want to pray with you, all right? All I want you to do is I'm going to count to three and go one, two, three. When I say three, just put up your hand. Put it up high. And uh, just so I can see it's a little dark, so put it up and wave it. Uh, Are you ready? One, two, three. Just raise your hand up very, very high. Raise it very high. All right, we're going to pray, okay? Amen. You've raised your hand online, watch, and pray this with me. You ready? Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. For saving me. For saving me. Thank you. Thank you. For this face-to-face. For this face-to-face. With you. I receive you. I receive you. As my Lord. As my Lord. And as my Savior. And I declare. I declare. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I am healed. I am healed. And I am free. And I am free. In Jesus' precious name. If you did that in the house, we just want to fill out a little card with you just because it's not joining a church but we want to give you some more information about your journey if you did it online you can click a connect card and we can connect with you as well all right i'm going to bless you i'm going to send you on your way take your time going out give people space and all that stuff amen did everybody have a good day yep yeah i tell you i i'm gonna go home just watch that worship over again and dance around my living room you know what i mean that was really really good amen let's pray pastor well father we you pray pastor send him out send him out (laughs) father we just thank you for another glorious day gathering together with my brothers and sisters and my family i just thank you father that you know our name and that you care enough to stop uh, in, a, in whatever situation we find ourselves in. And I thank you, Father, that you have, all, you have lifted us all up, that we are all qualified, we are all righteous, and we are all worthy of your time and your uh, moments with us. So, Father, we just thank you, we bless you, and we just pray your blessing, your favor, your healing, your prosperity on all the people who call this home in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Have an awesome, awesome day.